Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another podcast interview with one of Kansas City's favorite community leaders. I'm Pat Jordan, founder of iSteam KC, a new arts and technology program for creatives, designed both as a center for creativity and a way to share media professional careers with highly motivated students. Today, we have with us Tammy Buckner. Tammy is the founder of a marvelous nonprofit called We Code KC. A few months ago, our organization sponsored a symposium in celebration of the opening of the Gym Theater and the topics centered around workforce development in Kansas City. And Tammy was gracious enough uh, to lend us her time and talents. She was one of the principals involved in that day's activities. Tammy, welcome. Thank you so much, Pat. I appreciate the opportunity. This is, I'm so glad that we were able to do this today. I've been wanting to interview you for a long time. Wow, thank you. And here we are. Yes, ma'am. Could you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to be involved in We Code KC? How were you motivated to do that? Yes, absolutely. Again, Tammy Buckner with We Code KC. I started out, it's funny because I was a self-taught software developer a project manager, business systems analyst. And Pat, rarely did I find and see people that look like me in the technology space. That was baffling to me. My background goes back to, you know, in high school, working on computers. I didn't have mentors that look like me. I didn't have instructors that look like me or to even encourage me to get involved with technology. So it was more of a passion. Growing up, I remember telling my father that I wanted to be a mechanic. So this little bit swayed from the mechanic side and got into computers. But I have always been intrigued by, you know, electronics and engineering. So that's kind of what led me into computer science. But again, growing up, I didn't have mentors. I didn't have people... In this space, surely my, my family wasn't involved with technology. Of course, my mother was worked at Honeywell. Well, that's what it's called now. Back then, it was like Bendix, but in electrical engineering. But nobody in the technology space that, that encouraged me and pushed me to go into this. So I kind of you know, started and did things on my own. Well, it's just really interesting to note that you recently received your master's degree. So congratulations. Thank I think you. that is amazing. Thank you. Your professional career, why did you decide that you were going to go ahead and, 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 and do that and, and get your master's? And tell us a little bit more about your background. Yeah, absolutely. So I did attend Central Missouri State University, DeVry University, and I thought it was important to get my uh, EMBA degree recently from Rockhurst University, I felt that it was time for me to take advantage of some of the opportunities to build my background as a leader, not just, you know, managing my business, more so me personally. I felt that I needed more mentors. I needed more opportunities to learn how to be a better public speaker And I thought this EMBA program was one of the best programs that I had been researching to find something that would help me in that space. So it's been, even in my background, when I worked at other 
locations such as the Kansas City Star, digital, a digital marketing firm that assisted me with my background. At the same time, I needed something that honed in on leadership skills. That, that's great. And I'm so glad that, that Rockhurst College has that kind of program that's available for, for folks who want to further their professional careers. Absolutely. Especially, and, and become better leaders. What did you find out from your involvement in the symposium? You know, that was back in September. You were one of the folks who uh, helped us roll up our sleeves and get all these wonderful, we had over 125 people who came to the symposium. You also led a discussion group uh, on stage. Mm -hmm. So what, what was that like? It, Pat, first of all, I thank you and commend you for that symposium. Like It was amazing. Sometimes we just don't get our voices heard. And I think that symposium did exactly that. People that were on the stage and the people that, such as myself and other principals that were there, sometimes we just, we're, we're heads down. We're doing a lot of the work. We are likely grassroots organizations that's in the weeds of things, and we just don't get the opportunity to speak out and hear our vo- and let our voices be heard. That symposium allowed that. There were people in the room that needed to hear from us. There were people in the room that needed to hear what we were doing and how we needed support. And I think that was just one of the beginnings of what we'll be able to do in the workforce development for Kansas City. It allowed you know, so many doors to be open. I mean, it's funny because there were people there that I hadn't met, and now this person is on my on my board of directors. That's amazing. So, I'm so happy to hear that. It, it, yeah. was, it was phenomenal for us. It was great. Well, it was phenomenal for me as well. You know, as most folks know, my, my history was largely that of spearheading the renovation of the gym theater mm-hmm. in the 18th and Vine District and then becoming immersed in the arts. Yes. Doing yes. everything from presenting the symphony at the gym theater, working with major and minority arts agencies mm-hmm. and a lot of individual musicians, actors, directors, and visual artists. Mm -hmm. So when the pandemic came, I, not unlike some other folks, pivoted and became involved in uh, media technology, Mm. which led us to convert this very room that we're in from a gallery to a podcast studio. Absolutely. And so I I think that what, what is amazing to me is how important technology is Mm -hmm. nowadays. I mean, it it crosses all industries. All industries. You and I have talked about this before. Yes. And how important it is then for our youth to become, at the very least, aware. Absolutely. Of the careers that are out there. Absolutely. As well as, hopefully, being able to be taught skills. And that's one of the things that I admire about your program. Thank you. Is that you are hands-on. And it, and it is actually that the hands-on and what you just said, you know, that they are aware of the opportunities in the careers. And think about this, Pat. We don't even know what careers will be available even in the next five to seven years. So the skills that we're teaching our kids at WECO KC is more so about problem-solving skills, critical thinking skills, co- communication skills, so that they'll know how to use those skills and utilize those skills as new careers come about. You know, think about AI and some of those new technologies that that are coming up. 
we don't know what those those career paths will be. But we're it's 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 been an amazing opportunity to share the, with, this with youth because they are literally getting exposed to technologies that are high and in demand career paths. Normally, no one in their family, in their household, is not ta- is talking about technology. They're not sitting around the dinner table talking about tech. So having the opportunity to provide this right in the urban core is so important. So tell me, too, about some of the kids that have, or I should say students, that have experienced your programs. I mean, I've, I've watched you in action, and it is very impressive. Thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about a couple of the students? Absolutely. It's so funny because, I, you know, everybody laughs at me because I call these kids my babies, because they are. When they come in my program, I just feel like they are my kids. But at the same time, I get to encourage them and show them what they normally don't see. We have kids that are graduating out of our program, maybe have been there for the last three to four years, but now graduating, going to college, may not have decided that computer science was their career, but now we have encouraged them to go into college for computer science. We have one young lady, she's now got accepted at Duke for computer science in China. Wow. First, I didn't know that there was a Duke in China. So she is in China, and it's great to continue to hear from her. Another gentleman, he graduated from our program, and he's now actually working at Facebook. So think about the skills that these kids are learning in our program, and they're going off to college. Some may not have the aptitude or even the desire, and especially some may not even have the finances to go to college. So it's important that we're giving them those market value asset skills to go directly into the workforce, which has been so important that they can go directly into a local tech company to hone in on their skills and further their experience and their knowledge. But directly from WeCode, they get the opportunity to have certifications and market value assets to go directly into the workforce, making at least fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year. And that is so impressive. I mean, now that we are totally immersed in the workforce development world, absolutely, it is amazing to me how many uh, careers there are that mm. are not requiring a four-year degree. Pat, so many organizate companies, big or- companies, Apple. Facebook, Google are doing away with four-year degrees. I just received an article out of the New York Times, and they were talking about how even state jobs are doing away with the four-year degrees, but making sure they're going off of experience. So think about these kids that are coming out of high school. If they've been in WeCode for three to four years, they have the experience to make uh, sure they can go directly into the workforce making a good living and changing the trajectory of their family life. And that's so important. When we talk about wealth building, I mean, to me, the ability to uh, foresee yourself on a trajectory of making a great wage (laughs) or a great salary. Absolutely. I mean, to me, that's the first and second steps to wealth building. Absolutely. Uh, And, And earning those not just livable wage jobs, but it's investable wage jobs. So that means... Not only that they can make a living, but they also have some extra income to invest. So that's what we're really looking for as well. You and I also have talked about Kansas City perhaps not being as prepared as we would like it to be 
to fill the 18,000 plus jobs that are uh, about to come upon us with uh, companies like uh, Panasonic, Meta, et cetera. So what do you think that Kansas City can do to better support your program and other programs like yours Absolutely. in the future. What do, yeah. what do you what do you think? Definitely, we need more We Code KC. So it's not just about my organization, but we need more organizations that step directly into the force to help these kids learn about technology. What our organization or what our city can do is support. Support these organizations, support my organization, because we're the one that's filling the Kansas City tech talent. Not only support by coming out to volunteer, but also funding, because I don't know of any school or any technical program that's ran for free, and we cannot run for free at all. We need funding. We need support from our city, from our state, and from local organizations and companies. We need that support. And then not only that, definitely come out and volunteer. You don't need to have technical skills to support and volunteer at some of these organizations. It's just about being there, giving an extra hand where we need it. So, And then spreading the word about this organization. Some people may not have kids that fall in our age group, but spread the word. Share it with other people. So... Speaking of support and spreading the word, I know you've got a website that you, that you want to 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 let folks know about. But along with that, where do you see WeCode at three to five years from now? Wow, that's well, a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. So first of all, our website is WeCodeKC.org. You can log on and you can check out some of the programs that we have available. You can volunteer. Most importantly, you can donate. Three to five years, I see WeCode in more of the schools, more engaged with opportunities for after-school and out-of-school programs, most importantly, having satellites in various locations. I consider us to be the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts of technology that we can just drop different programs, computer clubs in different schools, and then also assisting teachers to learn how to put STEM and technology inside of the curriculum or the courses that they have. So a lot of the schools right now do not have the capability or the instructors that can teach technology, but we want to basically teach the teachers how to put tech or include tech in their curriculum on a day-to-day basis. Wonderful. Wonderful. This has been an exciting interview. Thank you so much, Tammy Buckner, founder of We Code KC, for joining us today. And thank you, listening audience. It's been another episode of the Kansas City Community Collaborative. Thank you for this opportunity, Pat. I appreciate it.